0: Yes, you're on the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Yes, we are back. And, you know, uh, maybe you're feedback on the like or your conspiracy theories on the like lattice and the stairs (laughs) and all of the other taylor swift stuff like was wrong but it did pay out eventually because she has a new song out so that must be exciting
0: exactly it's a new era it's a new day it's like taylor swift has new music it's it's quite a moment but I mean, yes. we can get into that. There's a lot to unpack there. And it's a lot of inner turmoil and just, you know, questions about who I am and what I believe and that sort of thing. But
1: <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Taylor Swift. We have new <laughs> James Bond drama. Stuff with the Oscars and Avengers movie. Yes. I'm moving this weekend. So much <laughs> stuff is going on. But first, we, we have a review. Someone send Yay. us an email, which oh, you nice. can do. At P.S. Yeah, you're also. wrong or P.S. You're wrong at gmail.com. You can also follow yes. us on social media at P.S. You're wrong. Or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, which would be stellar. But <laughs> let me read this email. Yeah. Um, j- Just love the content. And it's really convenient because your episodes come out on the same day as my work schedule allows me to listen <laughs> to podcasts, which we clearly <laughs> plan for.
0: Yeah, perfect. So
1: thank you for catering to my schedule. It is very thoughtful. (laughs) Also, I really hope Shelby is reading this. Uh, She isn't because (laughs) she actually knows me. So my incoherent babbling maybe makes a little bit more sense to her. But also, hi, Matt. I like how much you like Beyonce. Okay, cool. Y'all are fun. Okay, bye.
0: How cute. I do know her. She's a treasure. So and you know, she's a tastemaker. So it means something that she likes us.
1: Well, she likes Beyonce, so clearly she has yeah, good taste. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. Yeah, she's the, she's the future. So that is so sweet. I love hearing from everyone who listens to us and lets us know we're not just talking into a void. So yes. <laughs> any feedback is good feedback. But mm-hmm. I'm excited to get into this week because I feel like, I mean, obviously Taylor Swift, obviously some big stuff. I don't know, should we, how do we want to start this? Should I just talk about Taylor?
1: <laughs> I feel like that's the that's the Just top story done. like everything else yeah. yeah that this is gonna eat up a yeah. lot of time so let's like get this out <laughs> of the way
0: well so Taylor Swift has been promoting this mysterious countdown for two weeks 13 days and so on Thursday at midnight um she released her new single called me exclamation point that's important, I guess. Featuring Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco. And as all our listeners know, I love Taylor Swift. I have a Taylor Swift podcast. Like I have been stoked for this new era. It seems more light and bubbly and happy and optimistic than the Reputation era. So I was hyped. I was very on edge all Thursday. She was posting like every hour she was active and like engaged on social media and i was like a nervous ball of energy and i know you stayed up for it too which is so cute yes. a way to support
1: uh-huh. i tried.
0: <laughs> and so the music video and the song dropped at the same moment which i guess she also did for shake it off but she did the song first and then did the then introduced the music video at least in at the ABC live stream I was at. And so we got to process the song and then see the music video. So this was a new experience for me because it was the music video and the song all at once. It was sensory overload. And it was just like a lot. (laughs) And I mean, I've been like really torn about it. And that's never really happened for a Taylor song for me. I mean, so it's like it's like okay, and I just can't believe I just said that. On wait,
1: air. <laughs> are you torn about the song or about the music? Like what? So so, I'm assuming you're torn. Like you don't know if you like it, or maybe you don't like it, or you partially yeah. like, like. What parts do you like? What parts do you don't like? And then we can get into how I feel yeah. about it
0: all. <laughs> well. So it's just like obviously reputation was very dark, very serious. Look what you made me do was a huge moment. It was controversial. A lot of people did not like the song. I liked the song, but I loved the music video. I thought the music video was so clever and it really it really focused on like a lot of Taylor drama. So it was like you had to know her past decade of rumors of all the hate she's gotten and everything to really appreciate the music video, but it was such a clever music video. And so coming from that to this was actually like very disappointing for me. And the music video did not work for me. It was very silly, very empty, very kind of chaotic. And just like a lot was going on that was really nothing at all. And I can understand now having sat with it for a few days, like what she was trying to do. And she just said she just wanted like a very silly, not at all serious, frothy, thing which she nailed but it just was a little too generic for me and the song itself which is in my head and like when it comes on I'll like listen to it and it's fun but it just feels like any other pop star song like it doesn't feel it doesn't have that Taylor feel for for me and so it was just kind of like disappointing and I think if I had heard the song first I would have liked it more but having it married to the music video kind of made it wait what's happening like I don't get it like it's kind of like weird and I'm not really into it so it's been hard puzzling out my feelings but I think ultimately the song is just okay for me and the music video is a no for me so
1: (laughs) oh, this is a hot take that you heard it here first are you going to deliver the same take on Swiftish or not because she might be listening to that
0: I have owned my opinion i think and you know taylor has over a hundred songs not all of them can be your favorite so
1: that is true So that
0: is my position is you know there are worse songs out there but this one just didn't isn't my favorite
1: (laughs) yeah i felt so i stayed up till midnight on whatever night day this was (laughs) to watch this video because i was like okay sweet like shelby is staying up to watch this like (laughs) I should also watch this whatever. I'm oddly invested in the Taylor Swiftness of I things know. just because I listen to your podcast. You're
0: like our number one fan.
1: Yeah, despite the fact that I actively <laughs> don't like Taylor Swift. <laughs> There are some songs of hers and things that I, that are catchy and that I do like. But Mm -hmm. my main, the main thing that fascinates me with her is her as sort of like a personality, as this marketing kind of like mogul. Mm -hmm. She, I feel like she's always doing interesting things with her career, with her music, whether you like them or not. It's like a fascinating study to watch. And so my main takeaway from this music (laughs) video and song was like, what was she doing? Like, what was she aiming for? (laughs) What were these decisions that she was making? Like starting just first off with the fact that she, her lead single on this album is a song with Brendan Urie from panic at the disco, who is great, but like, doesn't seem to have any real like connection with her in any mm-hmm. way, shape. Or, like I don't understand yeah, how it's this like song. The first...
0: She's never led with a collaboration,
1: right? Before. Well, and even her songs that have been collaborations before, they're with mm-hmm. people who like make more sense, I guess. Like yeah. with Ed Sheeran or Sugarland, or you know, like somebody who. Right. is is somewhat in her orbit this just seems so (laughs) strange and it's not like she sings the song and he comes in with a rap verse or something like that it's like an (laughs) actual kind of duet yeah and he is a much better singer than she is so it doesn't necessarily (laughs) make her look good and then there's the songwriting aspect which people you know say okay taylor swift is a good songwriter which you know you can agree or disagree with but she comes <laughs> up with these like interesting right. images or provocative mm-hmm. lyrics and this for me was lyrically dead there was nothing yeah. interesting about it she rhymes me with me she rhymes you with you <laughs> the chorus is very repetitive she has this whole weird spelling section that yeah. like only well, half that's not makes even sense. spelling. yeah and yeah. it's like
0: it's a very clear, it is weird because it's suddenly very, like a childish song almost. Like, it, yes. she's like, hey, kids, spelling is fun. And then proceeds to not spell anything. Like, she didn't give us like a bananas moment, you know? No. It wasn't like Fergalicious either. So it was just like, it was weird. And I do agree. It's sort of like, what is she doing? But the thing that she does with every lead single is kind of force people to be like, it's always the unexpected. And this one was just a little bit, it felt like a demotion almost. Like it was like, wait, we're stepping back like 10 years in your songwriting skills and your production value. So I'm curious to see how the rest of the album will play out. Because hopefully, just like Look What You Made Me Do, just like Shake It Off, the rest of the album will actually be much different and, like, more complex than the lead single. But, yeah, it was sort of a weird first step. I think it was just meant to cleanse the palate of, like, her reputation snake imagery and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess so. The the music (laughs) video also didn't look good. And it was, like, just bad CG. It looked cheap. And... She's not a good dancer, so there's so she doesn't have that to rely on. So I feel like she needs these music videos to either have like clues or be interesting. But this Mm -hmm, really wasn't mm -hmm. didn't have any of her classic like let me like leave secret messages or like hints about. Oh, there's a lot in there.
0: There's a whole bunch in there that's like the fans are going crazy, like unpacking all the little. Secret messages in the music video. So there are a lot, but you have to be a super fan to know. But are them.
1: they like shady references? Because that's what I feel no, like no, no. Yeah. is what people <laughs> are looking for. It's or the want, interesting yeah. things. The Not tea, like, yeah. oh, there's 15 of these and she was 15 <laughs> when she did something out, you know, that kind of stuff. It's like, I want like a weird Kanye reference in the background or, you know, something about Carly yeah. Kloss or, you know, that's what we're looking for. And I don't, I, don't think that is in there
0: yeah i know i think she's trying to sort of like navigate past like reputation was an extreme laugh where she's like there will be no explanation there will just be reputation she didn't want to talk about her personal life she was sick of people but picking up but the whole on those references. reputation album
1: is her personal <laughs> yeah. life like that's the weird right. thing about it and now she yeah. comes to this and she's not bringing anything and the song's <laughs> not good and the music video is not good and also the song isn't catchy like or at least i feel like it's not i've listened to it now. Now a number of right. times and it's like those Mary Poppins songs it's like they go yeah, in one it, like, year and then it's just yeah. gone
0: like it sort of gets stuck in your head but I don't know the lyrics at all like I I know like part of the bridge and like obviously the chorus but I struggle sometimes to remember like what I'm humming you know what I mean like it's a yeah. weird one because like shake it off right off the bat some people thought it was like weird because it was such a shallow pop song coming from her like you know all too well red era but Shake It Off is like such a fun song. Like it's just you're immediately wanting to dance and like get in it and you get the chorus stuck in your head. And this one just feels a little bit more like Megan Trainer than I think Yeah <laughs> I wanted. It yes. was just kinda like it was kinda like anyone could have picked that off the like songwriting floor and made it work and it was just like okay but I just have come to expect more and I wanted more from this and it's the first time I've been like disappointed by a Taylor Swift single so I'm excited to see the rest of the album because I think she'll you know she always kind of pivots from that first single but it was weird to start with a collab and it was weird to have it be so like shallow after she wrote like her last two like interviews she talked about the power of pop and how the reason pop works is because artists put themselves in the music and have details in it. So it was weird that then this song had none of that that she was celebrating. So I don't know. It was weird. Well,
1: I think I think maybe part of it is that i think taylor swift is her best when she's being shady like all of, <laughs> yeah I, like there's most of her songs are her being somewhat shady or being like super earnest i mean uh-huh. if you think like shake it off blank check the whole right. uh, the, or blank space blank space <laughs> yeah blank the whole space. reputation album like mean she has all of these songs that are sort of like jabs at people like suddenly right. And this really isn't that, but then this is also isn't, like, young girl, yeah. like, very earnest. It's just sort of nothing. Right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's not, like, one of her powerful romantic songs. It's not, like, love story or, like, a yeah, like you said, like, an earnest love song. It's sort of just, like, a weird duet that's really simplistic. It's just you like me for me and I like you for you. And then it's just you just skip on your merry way. And so... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it goes from here.
1: But as we learned from that email, there's always Beyonce that you can listen to. So, <laughs> yeah. And she has a new album yeah. on Spotify. Also, Lemonade just dropped on Spotify. Oh, so you yeah, have right. things to <laughs> listen to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm still a Taylor stan, so I'll let the record show. Like I'm still fully invested in Taylor, and I'm very excited for new Taylor music. But I just wish I had liked this song more.
1: I'm excited for New Taylor Music because this is making it very easy to, uh, you know, come up with the argument that she's not great for our, whenever our <laughs> podcast is is going okay. to cover her completely. Um, some other big news that dropped in the movie world this week is that we got a fuller cast list for the 25th James Bond movie, <laughs> including yeah. Billy Magnuson, who I who was in maniac and also ingrid goes west so he's really funny but the main casting news was that recent academy award winner (laughs) rami malik will be playing the villain in the new james bond movie which i feel like is good casting
0: yeah it's he has that creepy factor already in place so it'll be easy for him to inhabit that i think
1: quite frankly i'm shocked that he hasn't solely played villains and things up to this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. It is it is weird to look at his um
1: filmography.
0: Yeah. Kind of see where he started. I mean I always forget he was in the night at the museums, which is just oh Yeah. Really.
1: Yeah. It's like King Tut. <laughs> that is strange. Yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah.
0: So he's come so far. Mm. Now he can play James Bond villain. Yes. The <laughs> <laughs> dreams really do come true. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that are you a big James Bond fan?
1: You know, I am and I'm not at the same time. Like okay. I really liked Skyfall. I really liked Casino Royale. I did not particularly love Spectre. I've seen some of the old movies, but not all of them. So I don't know, you know. Like I'll mm, go see it yeah. when it comes out. Right. I'm of excited course, for course. it.
0: Yeah. That'll be good. Um, I have some fun pop culture drama that got me all riled up this week it was weird this last week like a bunch of pop stars celebrities actresses suddenly decided that they didn't like criticism and it started like one of them Justin Bieber performed at Coachella and a celebrity like you know tv show I think it was on like E, it was morgan stewart i guess she made fun of him for his bad lip-syncing at this show and you know it's an e-network show it's all about sort of tearing apart these celebrities oh, yeah. for the mistakes they make
1: mm-hmm. justin
0: Bieber went on a twitter rant and was just like how dare you come at me like this why are you so like ugly like why are you making why are you being so negative, like putting that negative energy out there? Like, I'm just trying to do some good, trying to spread some joy and you're focusing on the bad. And then Ariana Grande got involved and was like, yeah, people like you, like, I just, I hope one day you wake up and like realize that you should be doing more with your life. Like, I hope you get some purpose and like, remember how unfulfilled you are and how purposeless what you're doing is. And so they were all, like, coming at this specific person who then got harassed by all these millions of fans who were like, go choke, go die. Oh, and yeah. then Lizzo had a less than favorable review. And she was like, honestly, if you don't make music, you shouldn't be able to critique music, which is such a dumb argument coming yes. from people <laughs>
1: who yes. love
0: critiquing stuff. And then the best one was Olivia Munn wrote this, like, two-page Article like it wasn't like a notes app, it wasn't two page notes, it was like a literal eight and a half by 11, two page treatise about this fashion blog called Go Fug Yourself, which is all about you know fashion and celebrity and talking about what they wore. And they had written this article about how an outfit she wore looked like it was from the um set of American Hustle, so it's like it wasn't (laughs) like they were like. They weren't like, Olivia (laughs) Munn, you look so fat. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how awful you look. Like, where's your thigh? Like, there was no criticism of her body. It was about this outfit. And she wrote this treatise that was like, a lot of people have to wake up and acknowledge the part they've played in the suppression of women. And to the the Fug Girls and all your peers... Just because you're a woman doesn't mean you're not a part of the problem. The world woke up in twenty seventeen, but you stayed sleeping. And oh, it's wow. like it's like, whoa girl, like chill out. Like you can't be like mad if someone is, doesn't like your outfit. Like you aren't more deserving of a more kinder cover just because you're a celebrity. Like You know what I mean? It's like it's weird to me that all these artists are suddenly like, wait, you said something mean? That's so not nice. Let me say something mean about you and have all my huge fandom come at you for doing your job because I don't like it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's it's a weird, complicated issue because on one hand, sometimes journalists or, you know, pseudo journalists get involved with these like celebrities personal lives in ways that aren't really that seem disconnected from their careers from the like artists careers. But if it's something that is related to their career, it's like the only reason that they're famous is because these news outlets write about them and review their stuff and post pictures of them all the time. Like without those news (laughs) sources, they would not be famous. And they're doing something that inherently involves critique. Like being a pop star means that people have to listen to your music and critique it in their mind and go, okay, is this something that I want to like or that I don't? And to get Mm -hmm. upset with people who are reviewing your stuff that you are putting out there into the world to (laughs) be reviewed makes no sense. If you want to sing songs and not have reviews about them, then don't do a concert. Like hang out in your room and sing a song by yourself and no one will come and critique you. But if you're going to get on stage and be like, Hey, I want press about this, then be prepared for some Mm -hmm. people not to like your stuff because that's how it works.
0: I know. That's what's crazy is like chance the rapper, I guess like MTV did this whole or some news source did this whole expose about this and chance the rapper had a negative review of his album on mtv news and then one day it just disappeared and someone was like why did you guys delete this and it turns out chance and his management had like seen the article and then went up to the higher levels of mtv like not just mtv news but like mtv the conglomerate and was like if you don't pull this article we won't work with you on any level in any way ever again and it's like wait a second that is a weird power trip like that's some weird censorship that's going on it's just like is that what you need to be concerned about because clearly you know if E had said something nice about Justin Bieber, if someone had given a good review of Lizzo, if Olivia Munn's outfit had looked nice, they wouldn't have been like, oh my gosh, you're suppressing me. You're being such a bully. Like, yeah. You're such a mean person. It's like they only care when it's suddenly like, wait, you said something mean about me? That's so rude. It's like, it's just such a privileged position to be able to take, to be so like self, I don't know, like self-involved that <laughs> it becomes like this, thing that needs addressed when someone says something mean about you. People say mean things about me all the time, you know what I mean? And I don't get to write a treatise and tell them they're suppressing women, you know?
1: (laughs) Well you just come on the podcast and tell me yeah. that i hate women that's that's how it works yeah exactly but but then again yeah, i'm the one saying the outlet. mean things you know so it works it, it all makes sense <laughs> yeah. i mean i yeah. wish that some news source would say mean things about me they don't even know who i am you know all, all publicity <laughs> right. is good publicity somebody come out and you know critique the shoes i'm wearing on the street please
0: yeah it's just weird because they're in the power position like they're the celebrities who's jobs will continue no matter what one off bad review they get you know yes. chance the rapper is still a millionaire even if some person didn't like his yeah. album and justin bieber will still get a tour even though someone made fun of his lip syncing like it's like weird that they don't have the perspective enough to think okay i can roll with this you know mm-hmm. like normal plebeians must <laughs> yes they're just like wait I have to tell them they're being mean and then send my fans on them so that their lives are ruined and they lose their jobs and their livelihood. So uh,
1: and the whole culture of like, <laughs> let me sick my fans on you is also yes. so annoying.
0: And that's like truly horrific bullying right there. Like it's like, yep. you know, Justin Bieber fans coming at you would probably be the most terrifying thing that could
1: happen to a oh, person. Because yeah, they're psychotic and they're like 13 yeah. year olds. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) um i'm sure the people are clamoring for this our segment where i explain the new oscar voting rules (laughs) to everyone so here it is everybody what you've been waiting for what you've tuned in for uh the academy rules committee got together this past week and went over some new rules which they do every year tweaking some things about like what films are qualified and what films aren't there was this whole big to do that steven spielberg who's a governor on the academy was going to try (laughs) to change the eligibility rules for films so that netflix would have to like put their movies in more theaters in order to get qualified Mm -hmm. that turned out not to have happened so that was (laughs) something that everybody was worried about for nothing but the two big changes i think that are most notable is that the foreign language film category was renamed the international feature film category because Alfonso Cuaron, who did Roma this past year, was sort of like, well, it's only foreign to America. Like, when I grew up in Mexico, Jaws was a foreign film that I was watching. So it's not...
0: Right. He felt like the
1: the wording was a bit derogatory. So they changed that to international mm. feature film. The category is still exactly the same, though. But the, right, right. the exciting thing, which I confused about why this didn't happen earlier is that for the past however many years there's only been three makeup and hairstyling nominees despite the fact yeah. that there are five nominees in every other category and so finally <laughs> this year they were like you know what maybe we'll we'll give five nominees to makeup and hairstyling so that is also a thing that yeah, has
0: happened which is good because it's weird that i mean i guess there's not always it seems weird the way they select them so hopefully this will make it more So more people get a nomination. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's just like there's makeup and hairstyling for every movie, so it doesn't make sense that only three of them get picked.
0: (laughs) I'm still, I still have PTSD from that winner's speech, though. So, yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yikes! Painful. The three people with the one sheet of paper.
1: Yeah. This is your line. It's it's your line, Shelby. Shelby, read the next line.
0: Yeah. So painful. So
1: painful. Um, I'm.
0: I was wondering if you had heard that Kanye might start a church.
1: You know, I I did see that. <laughs> um, I, You're not
0: rushing to sign up. for I mean, your I, donations.
1: I, I I would go. It's it would be a good time, <laughs> but no, I'm yeah. not necessarily thrilled. It is weird though. So. Tangential Kanye West story On what, whatever the day that Taylor Swift Dropped her new song on I mm-hmm. Like completely separately Was like had my Spotify unshuffle And a Kanye song came up And so I put on instagram like oh like such a good day oh, to listen to kanye yeah. and i got so many responses that were like this is so shady i can't believe you do this so, you know <laughs> he's a horrible person taylor swift is great and i was like oh my gosh i had not even like put that Wait, together told in you my that? Mind. i
0: want to know i need to be their friend they sound like my kind of people. i mean not
1: people that you know but
0: <laughs> i thought you were baiting me i honestly did i was like i'm not even gonna respond to this guy like i cannot handle this right now
1: after Afterwards I was like, Oh, this is the level of shade that I like aspire to, but I did not do it on purpose, which I was like, Oh shoot.
0: That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was good it was i definitely noticed i was like of course he did
1: Mm -hmm. well you know because you
0: were like oh it's a good day to listen to kanye like (laughs) come on matt like come
1: on Mm, mm.
0: why would you say it that way (laughs) because
1: every day is a good day to listen to kanye and i was just like feeling it on the way to work so (laughs) whatever
0: well yeah kanye performed at coachella sunday morning doing his like sunday service yeah he's been doing and um there's just rumors out that he's testing like actually starting a real like church just like chris jenner did i guess he be preaching
1: because that would be entertaining
0: (laughs) i don't think it's like i think what they said is that he doesn't it's not like someone gives a uh, speech or anything they just perform semi-religious music or mostly they just listen to jesus walks by kanye and that's (laughs) That's the whole of it I guess It's a, just like An spectacle. amazing
1: song I would go to a church that's just Jesus walks on yeah. loop for an hour Sign me up
0: Yeah so you might have that Coming to you somewhere where he'll be On a hill and you'll be at the bottom Watching him dance around So you know something to look forward to I'd know. pay money for that so Yeah that's what he's counting on He was selling a pair of socks for $55 And they sold out so Wow all, all it said is Jesus walks. So one word on each sock. So
1: oh, there you go. I don't have any Kanye merch because it's always so expensive. <laughs> but you know, I'll look into it.
0: Yeah, but you'll you'll pay for his service. So yeah, that's good priorities.
1: Uh, should we get to the love it or hate it segment?
0: Yes, I've been so distracted by everything this last week that I feel like it's been tough to. Th- Parse out what I've loved and what I've hated, but what what have you what what do you have?
1: So I am currently watching season two of Barry on HBO, which oh, I yeah. maybe I talked about the first season at some point, but it's. Such a good show. Bill Hader plays Barry, who is a hitman, who in the first season is tasked with killing this person who's in an acting class. And when he goes to the (laughs) acting class to kill this person, he realizes that he actually loves acting and wants to be an actor instead of a hitman. And so the first season is, is kind of about his struggle doing that. In this current season, he's still doing the acting, he's trying to get out of being a hitman again, and he's doing that by training other hitmen. Instead of killing people himself. but there's also a kind of police plot line where the police are on to him for the murder of the somebody in the first season. So it, there's an interesting dynamic going on, but it's just so funny and really combines like theater jokes with killing jokes with uh, like Henry Winkler (laughs) plays this hysterical acting teacher. It's just funny and gruesome at the same time, which are like my two, favorite wheelhouses of movies (laughs) like stuck together and i just can't get enough of it it's only a half hour episode so you can get through it like real quick
0: i know i've heard good things and i keep meaning to watch it so i should i should i will
1: okay 10 out of 10 would recommend (laughs) and it'll probably be nominated for a bunch of emmys again so good prep for that
0: (laughs) of course yeah i have i love it too mostly i started reading the red queen which is a young adult series that came out the first one came out in, like, 2015. Oh, and yeah. And I've been, like, just... I've seen it. It has a really ubiquitous cover. It's everywhere. And I've always meant to, like, read it, but I never got around to it. And then I just binge read the entire quad quad series, There's four books. And the last one came out last year. And it was all really good. I mean, it's like a YA series that takes place in this sort of it's like a fantasy world, but it has like technological elements. So it's basically a society where there are silver bloods and red bloods, humans, and the silver bloods all have some sort of mystical superpower, basically, where they can manipulate metal or like cause electrical shortages or whatever. (laughs) I've never had to like sit down and explain this book. Yeah, so, I was gonna
1: say this sounds, this sounds wild. It
0: sounds silly, but anyways, the red, the red blooded people are mostly they don't have powers, so they're basically they live in this sort of subjugated state they're basically slave they have like a uh, you're required to basically join the military or get a job and then you're just killed off in droves in this huge battle where they wow. just use red bodies as like whatever so anyways turns out the main character is this red-blooded girl who turns out to have a superpower i shouldn't call it superpower because of course yeah she's divergent embroiled in a yeah (laughs) exactly she gets embroiled in the in the uh political atmosphere of the world and wants to change things so it has a lot of like politics involved in it which is i thought would be more boring than it was because it isn't necessarily driven by action it's like a lot of backhanded dealings about like Oh, like, what are we supposed to do? Let all the reds run over us? Like, you know, there's a lot of parallels to our history and our present and like all this stuff that sort of reminded me of Hunger Games and like the political commentary under this plot. So it was clever and fun. I loved everything except the last two pages, basically, where there was just like this sudden character drift that made zero sense. And I was just like, wait. Why did it end that way? But other than that, it was a really good read. So
1: you should all read it
0: and then tell me if you liked the ending or didn't like the ending.
1: I feel like I went through a phase a couple of years ago where I read a lot of YA books and yeah. I'm really like done with any YA book where there's people sorted into arbitrary groupings. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like, is every,
0: I feel, yeah. every
1: YA novel's like, ah, there's the pretties. There's the, the, we're sorting <laughs> you based on talents. We're sorting you based on right. something. I mean, it's like hunger games and divergent. Yeah. And I just need Darkest something. Mines, yeah. yeah. Where could we have a future society where people are not like just grouped together randomly and then the main character somehow doesn't (laughs) fit within those groupings because that's also what always happens.
0: I know that's what I felt this would be but I guess it sort of took on because the main character in the first novel is basically like 18 or something so. By throughout the rest of the series, it sort of takes on that, what's it called, new adult? The oh, new yes. adult feel. Yes. And so it did feel less silly than like Divergent or something because it sort of existed in a world where it wasn't necessarily like just like, oh, we'll put you in the yellow group and you in the blue group and congrats, like figure it out. This is more like This is a society that's existed and there happens to be a slave race. And so it was sort of like the political part of it made it more like elevated it for me in more ways than like the usual YA tends to delve into. So, yeah, I get your point. But I think this one, this one tried to step past some of those cliches.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. You know. (laughs) Push on a little further. I probably will never read this because it's four books and you know not necessarily (laughs) moving else. But maybe our readers or maybe our listeners will and they'll enjoy it. And they'll give uh, put a review on Apple Podcasts about how much (laughs) they like it. Or they'll comment on one of our Instagram or Twitter feeds about how much they like it.
0: That's such a good idea. You can always find us at Wrong on all social medias and at PSU Wrong at Gmail on email so and of course find us on Apple iTunes
1: oh yeah and that is it for this episode but we will be back on Thursday to talk about Avengers Endgame the most hyped movie of the year the best selling movie ever it's getting a lot of accolades and we will break down is it good (laughs) is it bad what are our thoughts stay tuned we'll be back on Thursday